Uh, interesting story in the News and Observer concerning North Carolina Republicans wanting to verify that we're having legal elections here in the state of North Carolina. And uh, they're getting some pushback. Leading the cause, once again, as he has done in so many other issues, is Eastern North Carolina's own representative, Keith Kidwell. He's a Beaufort County Republican. He also is the head of the Freedom Caucus in the North Carolina House of Representatives. He is not making accusations that there was any kind of fraud going on, but he does make the point that a number of constituents across the state of North Carolina, not only his constituents, but a number of other Republican constituents are saying, we want the assurance that we're going to have honest and fair elections. And so they want to do an audit, particularly they want to look at the voting machines to make sure that they are doing what the State Board of Elections says they are doing. That is that they're not connected to the Internet. Keith Kidwell is on the phone with us right now. Keith, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, appreciate the work you're doing up in the State House. And let's talk in particular today about this situation with the State Board of Elections and the fact that you're getting some pushback from the head uh, of the State Board of Elections, Karen Brinson Bell. They're saying that, uh, well, let me quote you. You say Mrs. Brinson Bell has decided to put up a wall and we're going to go through that wall. Uh, what exactly are you looking for, and why is uh, Ms. Bell not cooperating? Uh, Tom, you know, it's interesting because we were getting uh, all the cooperation we could ask for from the Board of Elections, and it seems like uh, once uh, Ms. Brinson Bell got involved, she put this wall up saying that, uh, well, these machines are federally protected, they're certified, they're this, that, and nobody's allowed to have access. So I, I actually worked with the vendor to find out uh, you know, what we can do to actually look into these machines because they're eager uh, to see this put behind them. Uh, I'm sure that you know they sell machines nationwide, and they sure. don't want any accusations out there that are false, and I'm sure it doesn't help their business any. So what, what I'm trying to do is, if there is no modem, let us look just to verify to the public that there's none there, uh, and, and we can move on. And for some reason, she's decided that's not a great way to do things. I think transparency in elections is, is all we're seeking. Uh, I, I'm not making an accusation. I'm not expecting to go find a modem. But I think that I've had enough complaints. And matter of fact, every member of the General Assembly uh, gets emails literally daily asking us to investigate uh, the election process. So when we look into it to, to verify there's no modems, the manufacturer showed us the machines. We were very satisfied there. They, they were eager to give us the information. And then they said, well, what we'll do is we'll recertify any machine that we look at. Well, you know, immediately I got pushback, not to any letters, but from the, uh, the people talking with us. Well, we, we don't know if we can do that. And I said, well, you know, there's other ways we can do it. So what we were actually working on is talking again with the vendor. And they said, well, here's what we'll do. We'll send the service technician in with you. He'll ride wherever precinct you end up at. Uh, go in. They'll open the machine. So this is the technician that goes out and fixes the machines when they're broken. Right. Okay? And they'll open the machines. We won't actually touch them. We'll ask them to move whatever parts we want moved. They'll put the machine back together just like they did if a board broke or the printer stopped working or whatever uh, and put the machine back together. 
and that way we don't have a problem. We haven't touched it. All we've done is laid eyes on it. I'm pretty sure none of us have, you know, X-ray vision that we can damage the machine with our eyes, uh, and and that would solve her concern. But that doesn't seem to work either. You know, I remember so, I remember back uh, a few months ago when we were going through all the, uh, you know, postscript of the general election from last November. I can't remember if it was North Carolina or some other state in which they said, oh, these machines can't be connected to the Internet. But then we find out later. Yeah. But if you you know, if you flip this switch and adjust this, it can be. Uh, right, is, is that right. part of the controversy here? So, no, actually, Tom, the, the old machines in North Carolina, uh, the ES and S machines back in 2006, uh, everybody thought at that time, this was before all the Internet security breaches and things of this nature, that we would be going to modems in these machines. So the North Carolina, we did have machines at that time. Matter of fact, uh, Beaufort County was still using those machines, but has they've just sent those back to the vendor. They're, they're buying the newer ones without the modems, but those modems were deactivated. We knew that. We didn't have an issue with it because this was before the days of Wi-Fi modems and all this. So they were just inert modems, and that's fine. We understand that's the way they were manufactured. The machines in North Carolina now are not allowed to have a modem in them, period, when you buy a new piece of equipment, okay? There's very few counties that were still using the older ES&S 100s, okay? Uh, The ES&S 200s are the new model that everybody's going to. They do make a model for other states with a modem. Now, we opened them up. We looked at them. The modem is there. It's crystal clear. We opened up the machine that they, they actually was one that was taken offline in North Carolina uh, that, that had been turned back into the company, and we opened that machine, and there's no modem. There's a very clear difference when there is and when there's not. We also inspected the boards to look deeper to see if there were modem chips, modem capabilities. They're not there, Okay. Matter of fact, the, the, the memory stick that they use to extract the data is a proprietary stick that is made by, it's not something you get at Office Depot or right. buy or buy off Amazon. It is a very specific stick that must match to the machine just to extract the data. You put in an Office Depot stick, they don't work. Okay? Uh, if, if you uh, try and change a memory card in the machine, they're actually matched uh, electronically with passwords that if the memory card doesn't match the machine, it will not run. So they've got it very well protected at that level. They're using a software language that's not Windows, it's not DOS, it's not something you and I would use, and I'm familiar with this because in my business we we used a tax language called TASL. And if you don't know how to write in that language, you you couldn't do anything to it. So they've done a good job at the manufacturer's level of protecting it. And what we're seeking to do, real simple, Tom, the people are concerned. Right. If the people say, can you prove to us there's no modems, why can't we walk in, open a machine, and look at it and see there's no modem? Well, you know, it doesn't pass the smell test. And, and, and that's what I, my FBI, former FBI agent Ed Goodwin said. He said, look, I've worked in the FBI. When, 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 when somebody sits there and starts resisting, they must be hiding something. You know, he's an FBI guy, so, you know, yeah. that's his words, not mine. No, well, I agree with him. And have you done any investigation to indeed find out whether it's against some federal law for you to come in and look at these uh, machines? That just that just doesn't uh, again doesn't pass the smell test. Well, you know, she's saying it's against state and federal law, so we we are going to check on the federal aspect of it. Uh, but there are other ways to deal with this, Tom. So you know, we're we're looking at the possibility of putting money in the budget specifically to allow us to replace machines 
when we go in and open the machine. So we go in, we take the machine, we open it up, we look at it. You know, I'll take a welding torch to it at that point if I want to. And we'll give them a brand new machine to replace the ones we inspect. Well, okay. the the other aspect of this is is her response, which I think thou protestest too much, uh, Ms. Bell. She said, we yeah. will not allow misinformation about our voting systems or any other aspect of elections to dictate our priorities in administering elections. We do yep. not intend to participate partake in nor yeah, perpetuate one. myths and falsehoods about voting systems or elections. And the inference is that, oh, here we go again with all these lies being spread by Republicans across the nation, led by Donald Trump. And I again, I think thou protestest too much, Ms. Bell. If there's not if there's no there there, then let Keith Kidwell and other officials come in and verify it. And that, that's all we're asking, Tom. And it's real simple. Uh, you know, this is about proving to the people what they're paying us to do. Uh, the General Assembly does have oversight. The bad news for Miss Bell is, is uh, you know, I'm the guy that does my due diligence. I do my homework. And uh, to this point, I can tell you, I'm, I haven't looked at the federal aspect of it yet because I'm still working on her letter. Uh, but here's what I can tell you at the state level. State, state General Statute 120-19 is very clear. It says that if any member of the General Assembly asks any member that is an employee of the state of North Carolina for any information or data that they have or can access, that they, and this is the key word, it is mandatory that they provide that information even if it's to an individual member of the General Assembly, and that's who each of the 25-plus members of the Freedom Caucus are. Every one of us are members of the General Assembly. So, Ms. Bell, you're going to lose. I'm going to figure out a way to get access to those machines, okay? And we're going to continue to look into it, not because we think there's a problem, but because I think the people of this state deserve to have their General Assembly prove to them that their vote counts. Bingo. And that's what matters. Do you have uh, a Republican leadership in the House and the Senate behind you on this? Leadership is on my side. They're working with us on the budget. We're going to look at what we can do from a budgetary position. We're going to look at what we need to do with election laws to make sure that this is absolutely clear, that the General Assembly does and will always have the oversight that's necessary. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase the board from Star Trek. Resistance is futile. Yeah. You will comply. Well, uh, and I have said, if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times on this program, I think we will prevail. I think Republicans will prevail in 2022 if if we have fair and honest elections. And so for that, I thank you, Representative Kidwell, for what you're doing. Please keep it up. Thank you, don't Tom. give in. Appreciate it. <laughs> right. no, I don't. You know me. I don't. Quit. I do. I do know you, and I I fully expect to see this thing uh, come to a resolution. Keith Kidwell calling it. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate all you do. Appreciate it, Tom. Bye bye. We've got uh, to take a time out. We come back. There is another story in the Carolina Journal. Jeff Moore, our friend over at First and Freedom Daily, has written a great piece on a COVID vaccination card, which is already in existence in the state of North Carolina. Yes, there is one. 